0: Hello and uh, welcome to our third episode of the Lebanese Physicians uh, podcast. And uh, this will be my uh, uh, first interview with uh, one of the Lebanese uh, uh, physicians, uh, Dr. Wasim Mshayleh. Dr. Mshayleh uh, actually uh, was in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, prior to moving to uh, Lebanon in 2019. And subsequently has moved back to the U.S. is currently working in uh, Orlando as a hematologist-oncologist at uh, Advent Health. And without further ado, um, uh, hello Dr. Shire, how are things today? Hi, Khalil. Things are great.
1: Thank I you for having me.
0: Good, good, good. Happy,
1: so, happy New Year to you and uh, to everyone.
0: Great, great, to you too. So, can you tell us a bit about you uh, and about uh, like how you? Came to the U.S. How you trained here, and and how you decided to move back to Lebanon.
1: So uh, um, I went to medical school at Saint Joseph University. It's the French university in Lebanon. Um, like all the other students, uh, when we were in Lebanon, this is I graduated from medical school in 2002. Uh, back then, I wasn't sure if I'm going to come to the United States, but uh, uh, things happened and. Um, You know, uh, facts were stronger than uh, my will, so it led me to uh, George Washington where I did my residency. I applied for my USMLE. I did my interviews. I was hoping not to match. Um, I ranked three out of nine programs and didn't rank the rest, hoping that I don't match. Um, And then I ended up at George Washington, which was my first choice. Uh, I came to the United States thinking that everything was washington dc it was a great three years uh, in dc where you live right now hadil um, then i um, i applied for fellowship um, i um, interviewed in 10 different places and i landed at the university of pittsburgh because i was aiming to one of the top 10 programs in the nation Following that, um, I had to take a job in Georgia in an underserved area because I was on a J-1 visa, like many of us. Um, and then I followed my path uh, to the green card, then to the citizenship. And I practiced for uh, 10 years in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Yeah, similar uh, similar to what I did, I guess.
1: Yeah. In um, 2018, 2019, um, I was considering relocating to Lebanon. Um, It was not an easy decision, uh, but for family reasons, I thought um, it is worth a shot. It's a dream. Um, And then what I learned later uh, in Arabic, it's a susi um, that was in my head. Um, So I went to Lebanon. Uh, I joined the Lebanese American University as their fellowship program director um i moved there and started on february 1st um 2019 or 20, 2019. Yeah, 2019 i
0: think it was one month after i yeah, uh, arrived myself yep
1: uh initially uh, i was excited i was happy i had all the energy i wanted to give it a shot i wanted to make it work i believed in lebanon i believed that Uh, If you have high standards and high education and excellent credentials, uh, people are gonna realize your value. Uh, Unfortunately, um, in April 2019, two months after I um, moved to Lebanon, uh, I had to come back to the United States to take my uh, 10-year board recertification. Um, The next day after I landed in in Atlanta for my board uh, exam, my father had a heart attack and passed away. So I had to fly back emergently to Lebanon, and from there, um, things went downhill. I don't think it was related to the incident because my presence next to my mom was of great value, but um, I had less um, excitement about being there. And I tried to make it work, but to be honest with you, um, um, I was very disappointed with the um, the standard of care in Lebanon and the practice of medicine. I just could not could not fit in. Um, you had to change many of your standards and values to be able to uh, blend in, and, and I just could not do it um so six to nine to eight months after that um, i started considering going back to the united states it was not an easy decision because my family had relocated and i had bought a house and my kids were enrolled in schools in lebanon um so i started splitting my time between coming back to the u.s doing some locum and going back to lebanon and trying to weigh my options to see if um what's what's not keeping me comfortable and sure enough um, in october um, i went to chicago to do my locum assignment and the um, revolution and all the um, demonstrations started um, right, right. And schools closed um, there was roadblocks and there was unrest in Lebanon, and I think from there everything went downhill. So at that point,
0: right, that's when the, that's when a major economic crisis started.
1: It right? it had started, but it wasn't um, as, as major, right? It was not that major. Yeah. During that time, I was still working in the United States doing my local assignment, flying every two weeks with um, some money in my pocket. Um, then, what happened is uh, I started, when, when things started to go downhill, I started exploring going back to my old job in Atlanta because I had taken a sabbatical year. Um, during that process, a friend of mine contacted me about an opening in Orlando at Advent Health. And Advent Health is a very large healthcare system, it's one of the largest in the United States. They operate like 50 hospitals. It's faith-based. And it is uh, like the hospital here in Orlando is like 1,200 beds, as big as Lebanon, I think. Um, So um, considered this option and then decided to take it and uh, moved back. And you know, during this whole process, the situation continued to deteriorate in Lebanon. So as I was here, um, I was witnessing the, um, uh, the decline of the whole system economically, financially, um, the healthcare system, plus the COVID uh, situation. The pandemic started, affected Lebanon, made yep. the economy worse. Um, now uh, I am in Orlando, Florida. I couldn't be happier. I just bought a house, uh, moved my family back from Lebanon, and relocated for good.
0: Um, yeah, I'm sure and, you're happy that your family has uh, arrived over here now. Finally. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: Initially, yeah. I wanted them to stay for yeah. a little longer, but uh, I started getting worried about their education, about their safety, yeah. um, and about their health. So yeah. it was time to come back.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was a very difficult decision. I mean, it's a difficult decision to to move back, and once once you're home, home where you were born. Uh, all your family is over there so it's always uh, very hard to leave and 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 I'm sure there were a lot of factors uh, uh, as we discussed that weighed into into this decision to uh, to leave Lebanon uh, and for you it seems it was a multitude of factors uh, including uh, uh, the way uh, the practice is over there, and uh, economics, and uh, and the security situation in the country, that led you to to move back to to the U.S. Uh, and uh, so, what do you think? I mean, as you were there, and the things started uh, started uh, getting worse in the country, uh, did you did you see any effects of, of or did you witness any effects of the situation one on the people in the country, and number two on on the trainees, the students, the residents, the fellows, uh, and maybe even the physicians working in the country.
1: Yeah, I mean, this uh, this whole crisis that affected Lebanon, and, uh, and I think the biggest hit was the explosion at the uh, port. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that destroyed half Beirut. Um, I think this had led to many people giving up on the country, and that's the sad part. The sad part is when people give up and leave for good without looking back, and and um, this is a mass exodus. I mean, it's a loss of brains. And this is going to cost on the long run because um, when the countries start losing um, the skills, the elite of the society, this is going to affect generations to come. Um, I mean, the, the, the effect is obvious. As many physicians that you and I know, who had dreamed about going to Lebanon, who canceled their dreams. The dream died in many people. Many people who have already gone to Lebanon are, and everyone who had the opportunity to leave has left already. Um, for their sake and for their kids' sake, um, this has affected the healthcare sector negatively and massively because Lebanon has been um, known to be the hospital of the Middle East and unfortunately, when you lose your doctors and you lose your nurses, your healthcare system, your healthcare level of care is going to go down. Um, so, very, very major negative effect. It's going to affect the education um, of, um, uh, of the students, of the residents, uh, as they lose the um, experienced physicians, highly trained, so the skills are leaving. Um, now, when you ask me about the effect on them on their education as well, I mean this economic crisis has put a lockdown on 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 everything. as you know, um, this this dollar um, banking system collapse has affected them. I mean, think about a medical student who wanted to come to the United States for an elective rotation. They can't even afford it to buy, to buy a ticket to fly. To rent a room for a month, to pay for for their monthly expenses. I mean, this is this has become impossible. They can't even um, pay for their um, for a class. I mean, a credit card limit is fifteen dollars a month.
0: Right, right. Yeah, for people for people who don't know, for who don't know about this, I mean, people people's life savings are in in dollars uh, in the Lebanese banks, and and they're stuck. They're stuck at this point. They they cannot use them outside the country. Uh, they use them inside the country with a big haircut. And uh, therefore, I mean, I've talked to, I, I think you probably had the same, I've talked to a lot of the students uh, right now uh, at the different universities, and they're having actually trouble paying for their uh, USMLEs, which are the exams that they do to go to the US, and even potentially for exams that they do to go to the UK or to, to other countries even. uh and they're having difficulty uh, even funding any any electives uh, they need to do outside of the country to get known and to be able to leave. Uh, and it seems to me this will have a pre- pretty big effect on on their education and on their probably future uh, uh, endeavors outside the country. Uh,
1: the, the the negative effect is not just immediate, Khalil. It's uh, it's uh, for generations to come. I mean, this is the. This is the next generation of doctors. You're talking about the next 10 to 20 years, what's going to happen? I mean, the shortage is going to be major. And not only that, if you think about even education in in Lebanon, I mean, I was listening to the news the other day, and you probably heard that, for example, the American University of Beirut, they raised their... um, um, uh, Exchange rate for the U.S. dollar from fifteen hundred to thirty nine hundred. Right, right. Which is uh, probably two and a half times more.
0: And I think yeah. LAU did the same too. Afterwards, they did the and, same and, at and following A. B.
1: The problem about this is if you're, um, you know, for people who earn their money in Lebanon in Lebanese currency, if you're in the middle of your education and you still have two or three more years of medical school, and all of a sudden they say. Your tuition went up from 60 million to 150 million, Um, and and your earnings haven't changed, and you're still earning in Lebanese pounds. How are you supposed to pay for that? I mean, a fair way would be to um, help those students who are already halfway. Let them finish with the agreement that they started with, and for for incoming students, to 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 offer the new tuition for those who can afford it and look for more financial aid. So, so this is going to affect many students who aren't going to be able to complete their medical education, especially where the road is blocked. They don't see light at the end of the tunnel anymore. Right, in their right. future, and, and, and I've heard this many times, where well, Lebanon has become a large prison. The Lebanese people are stuck. They can't go anywhere. They feel like they live in a large prison.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree, I, and I think I think the universities are are stuck between a rock and a hard place uh, too. Because remember that you, you have to import your 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 stuff from outside uh, at at a, at the regular uh, or at the black market dollar rate, which is 8500. 8, and you also have to pay your your professors and and your uh, your part timers, your full timers uh, to try to keep them, entice them to stay. Uh, because otherwise you will lose them. So I think it's it's like they stuck between a rock and a hard place. You have to raise the tuition somewhat to, to accommodate for that, but at the same time you you risk uh, alienating and maybe uh, losing a large uh, portion of uh, or a or a portion of the population uh, in Lebanon. I think I think it's mostly affecting right now the middle class and the low middle class and uh, people who were able which to afford the these majority. universities and cannot which is the, the majority, majority of the Lebanese right 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 even the middle class is disappearing right i think so, with the current crisis it's all disappeared at this point so yeah I mean so, just to give an
1: example
0: yeah
1: um, like a yeah. Um, what's the um uh the minimum um uh, the minimum earnings in Lebanon, I think the salary by monthly should be like 650,000 to a million. Yeah, yeah. So if you're gonna think a, a, a teacher earns 1.5 million Lebanese pounds,
0: yeah,
1: so that's, yeah, that's probably 30 million a year. Yeah, and a tuition for a medical student is 150 million. a year.
0: Yeah, yeah, it
1: becomes very disproportionate. Yep. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, the, the universities and the schools are stuck between the, the rock and the hard place. I mean, they rely, they rely like, like the rest of the Lebanese on, on financial aid from outside. Um, people sending money from abroad, um, donations for the universities, and financial support is what's keeping them afloat. I'm sure they're not surviving because um, they're profitable in any of their uh, sectors at this point
0: right right and I think I mean I mean from my standpoint like I feel I mean me, me and you I think we've worked with a good number of, of uh, good and excellent uh, students and residents and and I, uh, I feel like we, we, we after we worked with them and after we've been there uh, uh, we need to make sure that or at least try to help out maybe with with helping them. Have a way uh, to further their education uh, and and look towards a, a brighter future. Uh, we were we were like them. We were one of them. Right. I mean, this point. This the path that we followed, and and
1: they're on our path, and they need to be helped, especially in those difficult times. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I I, I believe it would be nice to have some kind of funds um, network support um for them to lead them um advise them and support them uh, as they go through this until this crisis ends
0: right 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 yeah i think i think as we as you move forward i think and talk to more people maybe maybe that's a consideration uh us here or us who have had the option to to leave and 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 live here in other places uh maybe uh, be able to to help uh help these students uh, uh, have the same opportunities, uh, at least uh, that we had ourselves uh, before, uh, and, and that have allowed us also to offer, I guess, our children uh, opportunities that they probably would not have had had we not been able to, to get here.
1: I mean, if we could do a fundraiser, I uh some uh, non-profit type of fundraiser for, um, but, but it has to be tightly controlled so the money goes to the right cause and to the right people.
0: Right, right, um, right.
1: And try to support students uh, based on appropriate documentations. Uh, I think this would be a great idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think it would be very hard to raise uh, funds to support a certain number of students. We could set a goal, say, like, five students per year, top students based on grades, based on credentials, uh, based on uh, and then, and then increase the number as we go for the times that they need it,
0: and yeah, hopefully yeah.
1: soon things will turn around and uh, and things will get better. But um, I am in full support of starting some fund, um, you know, based on the um, U.S. regulations, tax regulations to avoid any uh, um, unnecessary taxation and right. uh, and support people. Yeah.
0: Right, right, excellent. Yeah, I think I think we're, we'll work on that. I think we need to try to figure out uh, maybe people on the ground and, and people here and uh, try to figure out how to move this process forward. Yeah, I mean, we uh, can this, form this a, process forward.
1: a few physicians where we review documentation. I mean, we could dedicate some of our time. I'm happy to be part of it. Yeah, um, yeah. And we have very large networks. Uh, I mean, if, if the cause is explained, the funds are clear. I'm happy to share it on my LinkedIn network. You share it. And we have as many people. Uh, I mean, our connections. And I, I guarantee you, I will have a lot of people participate in this. Right, um, right, right. And then, and then we need to get it um, to the right people.
0: I agree 100% uh, with that. Yep, yep. Yeah, I think uh, I think this was a good uh, good discussion. I think between us and uh, and welcome uh, back to the United States. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you too. <laughs> you too. And I'm a, bit, uh, I'm a bit envious of you right now. I mean, I'm sitting here in my uh, small D.C. apartment right now uh, while you're sitting in your uh, Orlando house in beautiful weather. <laughs> it's uh, 80 degrees, and yeah. my kids are asking to swim
1: tomorrow, so I'm going to hit the pool a little
0: bit. i yeah. on
1: the scooters and on the bicycles all day today. Um, I mean, Disney is 15 minutes from my home, so yesterday we went for a walk in uh, downtown Disney. It's a beautiful yeah. area. Yeah, you've
0: got, you've got Disney 15 minutes from your home. I've got, I've got the White House uh, 15 minutes from my home, and, and we can see great things I, I, every day over there. I used to live there, and I can tell you I don't miss that. Uh, I, I enjoy being far from all the politicians. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Waseem. So let's, let's hope uh,
1: that 2021 will be a better year for, for all of us. Yeah. Uh, let's let's hope and pray for a brighter future for Lebanon, because uh, it is dear to our hearts. Uh, even if we're, it's not going to be our uh, main country. It's not going to be our primary residence, but it remains the motherland.
0: Right. And, right.
1: Um, and it's it has a mission.
0: Uh, that we need to carry um, uh, forward. Yeah and, and I mean and I'm, I second I second what you say I even, I even met today uh, an ophthalmologist at the hospital uh, who told me he has not visited uh, Lebanon for 35 years because his family had moved out uh, of the country during the during the war, but that there's a lot of things he still misses in the country and I think all of us have, have the same I mean there's a lot of good things in the country I think and and uh, we all have the same feelings towards it.
1: The country has potential uh, right. i think it's uh, it's like a poorly ran company right unfortunately um and uh hopefully this will get better one
0: time yeah hopefully hopefully all right good good talking to you today and uh, happy new year dr Thank you. happy new year Abide. this was dr wasim shayla of advent health in orlando florida we hope you enjoyed our uh, podcast today and we are looking forward to uh, further interviews with uh, other Lebanese physicians uh, in the U.S. and other places, uh, discussing uh, the politics, uh, the political situation in Lebanon, and the security situation there, and also discussing how we can uh, help the medical residency students over there uh, achieve their potential uh, and uh, try to uh, achieve uh, and further education. Uh, inside and outside uh, the country. Uh, Thank you for listening uh, today.